go on a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest is an ex-editor of Vogue magazine in Australia, has travelled the entire planet talking about fashion, is a mover and shaker, a journalist, an author, and, of course, a person with great style. Welcome aboard, Kirsty Clements. <laughs> Thank you very much. Kirsty. Lovely to meet you. You've only just become a senior, I understand. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? When I got your email, I was like, how very dare you? And then I went, well, no, okay, I was born in 1962, so fair enough. You've got to own it. You've got to own it. You've got it. to own it. Well, con- it. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. Thank you. It would be a bad look if you were denying it, really. Well, you know, that's an interesting thing because mm. women, mm. Uh, I've been told, never ask a woman her age. No, probably don't. I, you don't know which women are going to say, try to play it down or which women are going to <laughs> like own being, it. Yeah. It's a bit like being pregnant. Don't ask if you well, don't well, quite I know. remember a little story about my mother uh, where all her friends said, what are you going to be doing for your mother's 70th birthday? Mm. And I said nothing. And they all thought I was an awful, awful person. But <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't tell them I'd celebrated it three years right. earlier. <laughs> Why, because yes. she lied about her age? Oh, You're all the way through. Son. Oh, yeah. That's very good. You're a good son. And so, Kirsty, you've worked in a very image-conscious mm. business for most of your career. How did you cope with that pressure to always look good and presumably youthful too? Yeah, the, probably the youthful one was more pressing because <laughs> um, I was an ex-beauty editor as well, so I was sort of really up on the techniques. And, of course, the plastic surgery that they get nowadays, the cosmetic surgery that you know people are getting nowadays – was not as prevalent then. You know, it wasn't affordable. It wasn't a lunchtime injection or what have you. But I didn't really feel the pressure so much because I was a journalist pre... This is all pre-social media. So I wasn't in the spotlight. They weren't photographing me. I was looking at the shows on the catwalk and things. It wasn't until the camera came in, the digital, you know, and everybody wanted to know what you're wearing in the front row that the whole shift changed to... You had to be well-groomed, of course, and have a nice handbag and beautiful shoes, but you still were – I was a functional journalist, so I had a couple of pantsuits that – two helmet-laying pantsuits, one in beige and one in black, and they just revolved. Right. You could put them with a sneaker or with a heel. (laughs) And, you know, because I I had a job to do, but it's really different now because being the editor or being part of it is being very front-facing. And yes. it wasn't then. Yes, mm. right. Can we talk a little bit about that? You, you talked about the um, the trend in cosmetic surgery. Mm. Is that a pressure, do you think, now? You, you, mm. you hear a lot about quite yeah. young women um, using it all the time. Completely. It's like putting your lippy on. It's going to get the injections and the fillers. It's a pressure. I think it's gone right over the other side, to be honest. I mean, at first I was like, well, live and let live. If that's what mm. you want to do, that's mm. fine. But when you see really young girls all looking the same with that dead straight sort of cruel The Kardashian look? Yeah, well, it is definitely mm. that. And, you know, the the over-filled faces and the over-filled lips and the t- tiny dress. I mean, it definitely is a fashion now. I mean, I've interviewed even quite recently because I was 
back at Harper's Bazaar for a stint being the features director and I interviewed all the top cosmetic surgeons and they were like, yeah, what's well, fashion? That's just, you know, and it wasn't that available before, like as easy as buying a handbag, but it is now. Mm-hmm. And I think it mars their looks, it mars their youth. They don't look younger. Um, they look kind of fembotty and, yes, you know. Yes, there's a uniformity to Yeah, and I don't, yeah, don't want to be critical because they're all lovely girls and I don't want to be, you know, but it's... It seems sad to me to be changing your face so young before you've even grown into it. It's augmentation. And, mm. and it, yeah. it, it's interesting because there is that, that divide in the sexes as far as men have a certain look and, and women have another. And I'm thinking of something like Sex in the City. Don't, mm. they, didn't, they had a reboot of that, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was after a decade or so. Was it? Yeah, I and think just like that. Yeah, was called. it a decade or two decades? I think it was two, two decades. decades. <laughs> well, yeah. well, and, and were they yeah. still trying to do the youth thing? Mm, not so not much. Not so much. One mm. of them had, was a bit overfilled, but um, not really. They mm. kind of looked. There's only three of them this time around. I don't know what the fourth one well, was. Well, they like, lost somebody. Yeah, they lost Kim. <laughs> they lost Kim. <laughs> Samantha. Oh, there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole backstory to that. Yeah, much they loathe each other. But, um, you know, they, they kind of, they were doing their best, you know, and, I, again, you, the criticism doesn't stop even when you get older. That highly critical, is she too wacky? Does she look like a coastal grandmother is the new thing they're criticising. Yes. Does she look, like, <laughs> could you leave us alone? <laughs> Can we talk about the coastal grandmother yeah, thing? Wait, I want to know what a coastal oh, grandmother it's is. It's Diane Keaton. Yeah, it's those Nancy Meyer films and those big kitchens. And yes, and with sort of white pants and beige, beige sweaters, sweaters. And, you know, white gap cotton knits and bucket hats and everything. Like, but there's a way we dress. You know, it's like, just leave us alone. We are. Uh, we can wear whatever we want now. We have absolutely earned that right not to be. I think that it's really tongue-in-cheek, that coastal grandmother thing, because a lot of girls dress like that anyway, even if they're not anywhere near that age. But, yeah, yeah just leave us alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kirsty, you are a very successful businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Does age enhance or detract from a woman's success, do you think? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It depends on what you're doing, I suppose. I think it can be difficult being the oldest person in the office. Yes. You know, I think then that I definitely, when I went back to Harper's Bazaar as the features director, I was only going in a couple of days a week and when I walked in, I think I hadn't quite realised that I was so much older than the rest of the girls and there's a different dynamic in there. But then I think if you're doing your thing, you've got a hybrid job, you may be on, you know, you're consulting or you're Mm. you're writing or whatever I do, you know, on a board or whatever, I think then you're being paid for your wisdom. So that, Mm. you know, I guess it's rather you're paid for your wisdom or are you actually operational, (laughs) you know, and how you can get a blend of the both. I always find it interesting that, you know, when you walk into a room full of young people now Mm. as I guess we have to refer to them. Mm. Uh, you can either it. feel like you want to fit in, you're trying yeah. to be groovy, yeah. or you can go, great, I could take charge of this in about five seconds. Yeah. Do you feel you've got that power? Uh, probably, but then I think it's probably better to listen mm. than to go in with all the stuff you've got because, you know, there's a big culture war going on. Like there's a lot going on at the moment. And you don't want to be that person who walks in and goes, oh, in my day, you know. You actually want to listen and hear, (laughs) you know, what they've got to say. And I do actually mentor quite a lot of young people and I find that they don't really want your advice. They just want you to hear them, you know, and they'll come back later and tell you what you said and they thought thought of it themselves and that's that's entirely what mentoring probably is. But I think listening is a big skill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of – 
yeah, it's a kinder way to be in that workforce still. Otherwise, if you think, if you're trying to compete or order them around or whatever, they won't have it. Mm. <laughs> you're not going to get the respect that way. That was a great comment you said about you're being paid for your wisdom. Do you find you get more wise the older you get or are you becoming a bit more sort of reckless or irresponsible? I read this tweet the other day by somebody you know, that the older I get, the more I feel like closer to my 14-year-old self. And I thought that definitely happened to me after I left corporate life because, I, you know, after I left Vogue, I was like, who am I again? Like what music do I like? What do I like to read? What do I really mm-hmm. want to wear if I don't have to be at a function? Or So there was a lot of rediscovery about who... You know, I even moved back to Darlinghurst because I started in Darlinghurst and moved back to Darlinghurst because I'm like, this is my space. This is what I like. And it's constant re-evaluation. I just, you don't, you want, that's why I think you have to keep listening because you don't want to go in and say all those things that you other older people say that have stopped, you know, when they've stopped evolving yes. And, yes. They're, and they're saying something, you're like, oh, don't say that. Oh, please, wait till the waiter's gone. Don't, you know. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no sort of filter anymore, no. is there, on some people? But then, but then that other thing about being reckless and just, just, yeah, great, you know, you have earned the right to say, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, to not I don't give a damn. Not to, yeah, mm. you do have a right to say that, but not to be rude, but to just yeah. to go, no, nah, it doesn't. That doesn't float my boat anymore. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, do you find yourself caring less about what other people think of you? Yeah, I. My my sons would say differently. I say that, and my sons are like, oh yeah, yeah, mum, sure, sure, sure. Um, no, you care, and you definitely care when you're putting yourself out there on social media. You know, if you are, that you're not being offensive or you hadn't thought you've been thoughtless or you know, something like that. So, no, I do care. But I wonder if I ever cared that much. Ah. <laughs> Probably did. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, as an author, uh, as well as somebody who's, you know, been a captain of industry, uh, you can go anywhere you like, really, mm. can't you? Mm. I mean, your latest book has been Why Did I Buy That?, which yeah. just gets a lot of people I know yeah. laughing yeah. just with the title because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think that's that's something everybody's got in common. Yeah, definitely. And that, that was the idea because that's a series of essays that I write for the New Daily on Sundays and they're just my musings about fashion and style and but putting that with ageing and how we feel about ageing and beauty and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and uh, all what we're discussing now. So they're, they're a series of essays but they're, supposed, they're lighthearted and hopefully a bit witty. So the idea was that we all feel like that, like – not only why did I buy that, but why did I buy into that? Like, mm. why did I buy into that trend? Why did I think that I needed to do that? What, what was did, I thinking? What was I thinking? Yeah. Why did I? Why did I feel that I had to keep up? That's much more of a fashion person's, mm-hmm. you know, the it mm-hmm. bag and all that nonsense. Yeah, so it's kind of like some reflections of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Kirsty, do you think it's time for a, a style magazine targeted seniors, or, or would that just Im- increase increase the pressure on women? Do you think uh, the, on women, seniors? It's miss something's missing. Because, you know, as the magazines sort of fall over or, you know, actually disappear and the ones that are left are skewed completely and utterly young um, and completely and utterly mad. But, you know, know, great, that's the whole creative space. But I think that there's a lot of women my age uh, say that there's a lack of curation for, you know, them and their lifestyles now and what they want to wear. And social media... it targets you and it targets you quite well, but it targets you too much. And I think what we used to do as editors was curate it for you. So you've got it 12 times a year, arguably that was too many times, but like maybe twice a year, okay. Um, but you were like, these are the best things on the market. These are the best shoes. These are the best, you know, and that's very helpful because mm. I think we want 
An assist. An assist rather than an aspiration because we're older. We don't yeah. need to be, we can't have time to be aspirational. Well, that was part of the reason why we, we thought about this podcast in mm. the first place, Suddenly mm. Senior. Mm. It's an area that needs to be explored mm. and the tips you may get out of it are really helpful. Right. And you don't always hear any information about people. No. It's almost like we're, we're it really is the grey zone. Well, we're not sexy to advertisers, so it's going to be a hard financial it's a hard financial setup because the older generation and I don't understand why because no, they're, they're cashed up but they're not we're not sexy to them why they aren't want, we sexy well I guess yeah they just don't they, they, they claim they want to see us in advertising but yes and no I mean they get ex models who've gone prematurely grey you know I mean yeah, we're not. They want the youth market because they want to think that their business is going to have another forty years to pan out. You know, whether so, you get the odd tokenistic. I hate it actually. That sort of old woman that looks a bit, you know, mm. like an old the, one of the fates. Um, and like one of the, one of the fates. Somebody <laughs> I read that the other day. It did make me laugh. The three old crones. You know, <laughs> isn't it bubble bubble toil and trouble? Really long grey. <laughs> Knitting, yes. Um, Yeah, but that's that's the problem. So women say they want it to Mm. see this. I don't know how you could make a good business model out of it. And then Mm. often women say they want something and they don't buy it. So, you know, they don't pay for it. So it's, it's a tricky one. So, Kirsty, while we have got you here, what mm. are some what are some style tips for seniors? <laughs> style tips for seniors. Yes. Well, first and foremost, just wear what you want because I just hate these sort of dictates that you know where you know you got to be this be, jazzy yeah. Iris Apfel, red glasses, purple hair. Mm. Like, no, you don't. If that's not your bag, and you know, you don't have to be left women. Oh, isn't she fabulous? I think it's really patronising. You just got to stay to what your style is and buy it. That make sure that it fits by the best quality you can and most beautiful fabrics. I don't know something about getting older. I like everything to be soft and tight, like mm. the textures to be mm. really beautiful. And I don't like acrylics and I don't like scratchy things. And like I want everything to be sort of. And I would definitely want less, but I want better. Um, mm. But you know, you can still get really. It's like the health sandal, for example. The health sandal. <laughs> yeah, they're very stylish now. It's that Doctor Skulls, that sort of <laughs> no, stuff. No, they're really they hurt. Oh, <laughs> Birkenstocks, I think. But, yeah, Berkies and things like that are in that. But they're very fashionable mm. now. You can buy. Uh, well, who launched the one the other day? Um, Manolo Blahnik did a Birkenstock in um, blue velvet with these gorgeous <laughs> Diamante really? buckles, and I stayed up that night to get online. And missed out. Like they sold out. I'd say it within minutes they sold out. And you know that's the sort of um, oh, so there's too funny. You know there are the, you can definitely work your way through fashion and just find the comfort angle at any sort of price point and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think style tips is just to be, be, feel comfortable. You know things that have got oh, anything you like. I mean yeah. you can look like Patty Smith or you can look like. Well, that's that's a great thing, isn't you know, it? Knock I, I, yourself out. It's style. Mm. You know, when you think about it, what is style? It, mm. it, it, it's it, it's you want to make an impact, or you're doing it for people uh, who are looking at you, or you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, what is because you've had a lot of time to think about it. What's it all about? Healthy. <laughs> yes. I think you're doing it for both. I think you want to be presenting the best version of yourself. A lot of people want to express themselves through their clothes. I don't necessarily feel like I need to express myself, but I do want to look groomed and polished and, and put together. Um, 
you know, and I always have a casual edge to my clothing. Oh, yeah, that's what I read. See, I'm not actually the style arbiter. I read it from other people. But it was that idea of when you get older is to wear clothes but then put a casual element to them. So you might have a pantsuit on or it could be an evening gown or it could be – but then you just put a sneaker or a, a Berkey or a – Funk it up. Funk it up, yeah, kind of. You mm-hmm. just kind of don't make mm-hmm. it look so strict, you know. And don't know that vintage – works you, my friend deborah in you know we always mm. say vintage isn't too good, uh, good when you're a certain vintage because it can make you look old yeah i get it yeah so you can only use a piece of it and then put it back with jeans or a sneaker or what have you and so Kirsty, we um ask this question a lot of our guests on suddenly senior mm. do you find yourself becoming a bit invisible the older you get yes i think so and I had this conversation with somebody. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think there's a lot of power in invisibility um, and there's a bit of magic in invisibility where you are observing and taking it in but you don't have to be at the centre of it all. You uh-huh. know, um, Sometimes I watch you know, people complaining about the invisibility of middle age. It's like supermodels on Insta or whatever and I'm like, isn't it? What about if you didn't live your life in the middle of all the attention? Wouldn't that look like an interesting space, you know, where... So I think, um, yeah, there's some invisibility, but then that I think that there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm, mm. Interesting. Mm. What, are the, what are the things that get you out of bed in the morning and think, oh, that's great? I mean... Wordle. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Really? <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yes. <laughs> Me too. Well, but that's I think okay. I got it in three this morning. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is, is trying to find something that gets you going. You know, something yeah. that interests you. After years of being, uh, you know, a, a shining light, suddenly you're going, oh, what am I really interested in today? Oh, a lot yeah. of the time for me it's lunch. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Oh, no, I'm still I – because I, like, the first thing I do is spend a couple of hours on social media and I've – you know, and then you go off into all those tangents. So you read the paper and then you read something and then you find something funny and then – so but I'm looked up and it's 10.30 and I'm like, oh, okay. Don't, no, no. Time then, to get out of bed. Yeah, time to get out of bed. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, you're getting, it's like your posture's terrible. Then like, Yeah, no, because I love being freelance because then you can go, I'll write this afternoon but I can do some yoga now on my laptop or – go for a walk or meet a friend for you know like it's i i don't know about a full-time i thought i was the get another full-time job but i don't know that increasingly yeah, I, is diminishing <laughs> that idea of I don't, I don't like i don't want all the people interaction i like my being in my own head yeah it's work mm. it's that five day a week you know yeah the, i don't like the politics slog. it's the politics yeah i love the work Mm. I don't like the politics. Yes, of going into an office each day. No, no. I, he- I hear you. And so are there still things that you want to achieve? Are you ambitious for yourself? Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I like to, you know, I want to keep writing and I want to explore where that goes and I don't know what it is, but I need to just clear some space so that I can work out what that is. I've, I don't know that I haven't never been per- like really ambitious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, and, uh, and I think I went through a period where I was like, oh, I should have been more ambitious. I should have set my sights on this. I should. And I'm like, oh, no. Like it comes to you when it comes to you. And I think there's still a lot of exploration to do. It just doesn't need to be that noisy. Mm. You know? it, like, yeah, I don't, want to, I don't need to be in the centre of all the... Flashbulbs. <laughs> I used to hate being well, photographed. You're actually going to be moving, if I'm right, uh, aren't you going to be moving more into travel? I am doing some travel at the moment, yeah, a lot. In fact, I'm going to the Arctic um, oh, wow. in three weeks' time, going polar plunging and dog sledding 
and um, going from... And you've done the bottom of the world. Did you do Antarctica? Uh, yes, I've yeah. been to Antarctica and I would go back there in uh, in a flash. Somebody sent me, did you write about it? Somebody sent me, no. did you write? No. No. No, did you do a podcast about it? No. No, okay. Well, I just want me. to go back. I paddled. I paddled a <gasps> kayak around icebergs and I did also oh, dive do- in. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bucket list. I mean, it's going to be amazing, bucket list, literally. But, um, yeah, so no, definitely travel. And be- before lockdown, the last place I'd gone was... Bhutan, and went to climb to Tiger's Nest and everything. And I was watching people actually because I found it really hard. I'm not the fittest person in the world, and to get to Tiger's Nest is hard. Mm. And then I was watching all these like couples in their Patagonia gear, and they were in their like (laughs) seventies, you know, like just just like powering past me. And I was like, "Mm, goals. (laughs) Those seventy year olds piss me off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So healthy. I know, really skinny and really like just like powering and like together, like you know, with just. Okay, I don't know if I want to be one of. Are oh, they the professional hikers? Yeah. And so, but so, do you ever envisage how your life will be in your seventies and your eighties? Mm. I don't plan. No, I don't plan that far ahead. I really don't. I hope I have grandchildren and all that sort of stuff, but um, I don't. I don't plan that far ahead. I really try to. In fact, if that's something I do do, is I try to live in the moment more than I did before because. You know, they're diminishing. <laughs> Grab them while they're going. <laughs> and there are privileges, we all know. So, no, I don't I, – I sometimes my girlfriends and I, they toss around what we're going to wear. We do just, you know, like, well, how do you want to look when you're 80 or whatever? Oh, you know? yeah, and, yeah. So, and what's the answer? Yeah. Oh, well, we all do it. Just <laughs> It all depends on your bone structure and your skin. Um, but, you know, you can go that Swedish way with the silver hair and the ponytail and the bare face and the black pole, you know, or you could mm. do the – Colourful thing if you want to do that, or, or the you coastal could do grandmother, coastal, coastal grandma beiges, chic, or you could neutrals. do Patty Smith, you know, or so it was just kind of where where we're headed in that direction. But no, it's often a topic of conversation is how because you don't want to look too try hard, but then so you the don't blue want, you rinses don't look, out. Well, you don't want. Oh no, not necessarily. <laughs> oh, but you do it in a different way, wouldn't you? Because yeah. it was with the perm before, but mm. Mm. Um, but you would do it now just with a cool haircut, but. Yeah, you don't want to don't want to age yourself, but then you don't want to dress too young either. So it's trying to find a space in the middle, mm-hmm. if if you feel like it or not. Who cares? Uh, interesting thing is, I think we've mainly been talking about fashion for women mm. and mm. blokes, and and I think I'm a very good example oh, of a yes. man who I've just been... doesn't care. <laughs> obviously, I go for comfort. Yeah, but uh, you've been on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. I dress for radio. <laughs> you dress for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, we're just observing. Well, the older man. Yeah. yeah. What Fashion of, for the older fashion man. For the That's older right. Man. I don't, you know, sadly, well, look, we're... We shouldn't even be talking about gender constructs anymore. Oh, I know. Mm. I know. There's, well, mm. that's a whole other can mm. of worms, which yeah. we'll have at another podcast yeah. at another time. But, you know, I mean, just all those classics, you know, like the, the, you know, men always look, look great in jeans and white shirts and cable knit navy sweaters like an old mariner. I'll write this down. <laughs> yes. You know. Okay. Um, and so the sh- Ernest Hemingway Denim shirt. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, oh, I mean, come on. Tweed. What's wrong? Tweed that, jackets, denim shirts. Love, 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 love. You know, fantastic. I like that old professor look, chinos and a beaten up, and the leather, beaten up, yeah, leather patches. Let's go. Let's go That's there. That's going to be my old time punk band, leather elbow. Yeah, or like a, or like an old Ramon or something. I, 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 I don't know. I think I like it when you look at someone and you know who they've. Who they've not? Who they've been? I was just about to say who they've been, who <laughs> they are, knocked off. who they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what fun! Hey, uh, Kirsty, look, uh, 
what a pleasure having you in Thank for a you. chat. Thanks for inviting yes. me. Thank you. Really I mean, delightful. Any other observations you'd like to throw in about? Because you're one of our babies. Yes, yeah, you're, you're almost would, a junior senior. I would like you to make that a big point of that. Yes, she, she's our junior senior. <laughs> Thinking senior. about becoming senior. <laughs> no, I think the overwrote Just do what you want. Yeah, good. Good on you, Kirsty. So nice to meet you. Thank you. You for, too. Thank you for joining us on Suddenly Senior. Thank you. And we would love you to join the conversation, suggest possible guests for the future uh, and topics for discussion at our Suddenly Senior Facebook page. We'd really love to hear from you. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, that's right. Fuck off. Yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. Yes. <laughs>